Uh, my name is Matt. I'm part of the team here. Uh, and yeah, just, just like we've all said from the front, we just, it's such a joy to see you all. Thank you for coming. Uh, and I know for some of you, it's your first time here, you're visiting uh, friends and family. So it's just an absolute joy to, to have you with us. Um, this morning, we're gonna, in the last few weeks as a church, we've been looking at a series called Kingdom Carriers. And uh, basically, we're going to continue that today. But the good news for all of you is that we're not going to do it by me preaching. So that's the good news. Thank you to the two in the front. Thank you. Um, but we are going to interview some people in a moment. But just a few quick thoughts on Kingdom Carriers before we interview some people on this subject. Um, so the Kingdom Carrier series is based on the Kingdom of God. The Kingdom of God is something that Jesus talked about a lot during his uh, time on earth, and he talked about how the kingdom of God is near, the kingdom of God is at hand, and we've been looking at that in the last few weeks. Kingdom of God is this idea, you might be thinking, what is the kingdom of God? Well, the kingdom of God is this idea that something of heaven touches earth, that, that heaven, the rule and reign of God, we don't just wait for that at the end, at the end, but what we're saying is that something of heaven can touch earth. And we see that break in into the now. Our reality changes when we see heaven's reality on earth. And it's an amazing thing. We've been unpacking that for the last few weeks. And we're talking about being kingdom carriers. That the kingdom of God, the rule and reign of God, is something we carry. When we come to know God and when we say yes to God in our lives, the kingdom of God is in us and we carry it. And as we carry it, we will encounter amazing things. We will help other people encounter these things. We will help other people. We will see our city and people around us encounter the kingdom of God. And when that happens, things change. Prayers are answered. People are healed. Lives are restored. And we see the city and beyond brought to life. We see around us, we see stories rewritten. That's what we're talking about with the kingdom of God. So just quickly, we're going to look at that passage that um, Alice read at the, at the end of worship. Um, just three quick takeaways for that. This is the Palm Sunday story. And this is, again, a story of the kingdom of God breaking in. The kingdom of God being carried in. So just quickly, three, three quick things. Firstly, in verse three, we see, verse two and three, we see Jesus give instructions to his disciples. And in verse six, it says this, the disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. At the heart of being a kingdom carrier is someone who listens to the voice of God. And when they hear the voice of God, they say yes. The disciples were kingdom carriers. They listened to the voice of God and they said yes. Secondly, look at verse 7. Verse 7. It's the donkey. The famous story of the donkey. This donkey that Jesus had preordained to carry him into the city. Isn't it amazing? This donkey, you might have heard this before, but everyone was basically expecting Jesus to ride in on a stallion, on a war horse. They were expecting him to be this mighty military political leader. And how does he enter Jerusalem? On a donkey. It's just, it's audacious. It's totally unassuming. This donkey carries Jesus in. And that's, again, as kingdom carriers, we just carry Jesus. It may not look like what people expect it to look like. We may be the most unlikely of people to do it. But we carry Jesus, just like that donkey carried Jesus into the city. And then finally, quickly, verse 10. Verse 10. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred. 
and asked, who is this? The whole city was stirred. And again, that's the whole idea of kingdom carriers. When Jesus enters the city, and in the Bible it says Jerusalem, but today it could be when Jesus enters Cardiff, or enters Newport, or enters Barry, or wherever you come from this morning, the city will be stirred. As we carry Jesus into our cities, as we carry the kingdom of God into our cities, the whole city is stirred. And that's why we're so passionate about seeing the kingdom of God break out. So, enough of me. We're now going to talk to three people who are carrying the kingdom of God in their lives. And we're just really excited to hear their stories. So, please welcome Steph, Zach, and Joey. Hello. Hello, everyone. There's a lot of people here. It's great to see it. Right, so, Steph, do you want to go first? Just tell us a little bit about yourself. How long you've been in this church? How long you've been in Cardiff? Family, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, is this? Yeah, I'm on. Uh, so, yeah, my name's Steph. Um, I have lived in Cardiff for five and a half years now. I moved um, after me and my husband, Chris, got married. Um, so yeah, we've been part of this church for about that, that length as well. Um, I'm currently kind of running a calligraphy, kind of small calligraphy um, design business, um, and then doing the leadership year with, with a Vineyard Church alongside that. So yeah, that's me. And you, Jerry? Um, I, um, what's the question? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joey. So, Jerry. There are lots of people here this morning who know you quite well, but lots of people who don't. So just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be in Cardiff and in this church. Thank you, Jerry. Okay, and Zach, what about yourself? Okay. Um, so obviously what we were looking at this morning is kind of a sense of calling you in your lives and how you just really want to see the kingdom of God break out. And all of you, we know, have had like quite specific things put on your heart for this city and certain, certain things for the, beyond the city and the nation as well. Steph, why don't you start? So in the last few years, your, yours and Chris's life has kind of 
changed massively, hasn't it? So yeah. just give us a bit of a kind of summary of what's happened. Yeah, I completely forgot to mention that we have a, a son. <laughs> Your children. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I mentioned my child. Um, so yeah, we have a child, a six-year-old boy, um, Kay. And uh, yeah, he's part of our life changing. Um, so we felt uh, as a couple, well, actually while we were dating, um, we felt called to, to foster and um, potentially adopt um, further down the line. But the Lord brought that up quite clearly um, in 2015. So we pursued that um, the fostering venture. And uh, Kay came to us July 2016 through a short-term foster placement. Um, but last March 2018, he became ours. So we're mum and dad. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible what's happened. Just tell us a little bit about the kind of journey that you and Chris went on in terms of God breaking your heart, I suppose, in, in this area and, and families and, and just how you felt so kind of cool to respond to it. Yeah, um, I guess coming to Cardiff, um, I got stuck into a job um, it wasn't a bad job. I got into a management position and thought this is where I'm headed. Um, but the Lord, I think, gave me that position to actually show me that that's not actually where my skill set is. <laughs> and uh, actually, like, plucked up this passion again of working with children. And I'd kind of put that on the, on the back burner, really, and didn't think that was a now thing. Um, and I remember having coffee with, with Rach, uh, and she just kind of said what do you think you really want to do, Steph? What is really on your heart? I said, I think it's looking after children in our home. Um, and I didn't think that was necessarily a biological kind of time for that. Um, and that kind of led, that day actually led me to, to look at fostering. And it was just a heartbeat moment. Like, I, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And um, then had to come up with a script to, to kind of tell Chris when he came home from work <laughs> like I think we're doing this but how do I get you around to this idea <laughs> but amazingly like that's where God just I think that was birthed in my heart and I shared that with Chris and it was just like unity like we just felt gosh yes his his yes was like quite immediate and I was shocked I was taken aback by that and um God just then continued to open the door and we had to then take the step to make that phone call to the council um, and, uh, yeah, just a real sense of peace came over us. Um, and then adoption came, obviously, a lot later and than that. And that was over a period of a few months, the Lord really working on some fears in my heart um, of laying down maybe an expectation of what our life would look like, of what family was maybe meant to look like, or what, you know, things like that all had to be laid down before the Lord. And... Um, yeah, a real joy rose of what family could look like. Um, so, yeah, exciting. Great, thanks, Steph. We'll come back, obviously, in a moment to some other stuff that you guys have been doing. Joey, just for yourself, the last couple of years, obviously, you've stepped into a new role as well. Tell us a little bit about what's happened to you in the last couple of years.
So Jerry, so obviously, um, Jerry, is, this is the Dray Baby Project that we run as a church. If anyone's not familiar with that, that is a ministry that we run. We've been running for the last 18 months, two years, which is purely dedicated to serving and blessing and meeting the needs of families across the city who perhaps don't have all they need and materially and practically. And, and we run, obviously, a community alongside it. But for you, before you started doing all this amazing work during the week, this wasn't the plan, was it? This is not what you were doing three years ago. Is it? Tell us a little bit about how things changed. Absolutely, go for it, yeah. Thanks, Jerry. We'll come back in a minute. So just tell us a little bit, obviously, so you said earlier you work for Cardiff City. Uh, tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing and the impact that it's having in the city.
And as you as you do your work, obviously at the moment, particularly in the news, lots of lots of headlines, unfortunately, around youth crime, knife crime, etc. What kind of burden has God put on your heart, and and what do you see in terms of the needs in the city and beyond? amazing thanks Zach. Um, Steph coming back to you so obviously you talked about the way your family has changed in the last couple of years but it's, it's more than that isn't it so just tell us a little bit about how God has kind of put a burden on your heart yours and Chris's heart for doing more than kind of just in, in your own household but beyond that um, yeah I guess with our what we felt our calling to fostering and then adoption I think um God's really got us excited about a younger generation, like rising up and kind of taking their places um, and actually considering fostering or adoption maybe at a younger age. Um, I know in kind of when we were thinking about it, we were actually the, the youngest foster carers that, you know, that the council had, had really at that point. Um, so it's, it's, it's not the norm. It's not the, you know, the go-to. But I guess um, from what we've experienced and what we've done, we're like, gosh, this is so possible. And being part of a, a loving and supportive church and obviously loving a God who is so able and fathers so well, it's just like, wow, yeah, what impact could um, 
could we have in this city if we, you know, we, we kind of heard about fostering adoption probably when I, was six, uh, when I was 16 years old and realistically started thinking about it, 18, 19, like that kind of thing. But you see the years go by and you're like, if we can start talking to a generation younger about fostering and adoption and when maybe a time comes for them to consider family or God starts speaking about that, to have that in their heart and on their mind of, is God inviting me into fostering and adoption? Is that something that my family could, you know, walk with? Is just our like, yes, we want to raise awareness of it. And not just younger generation, obviously, an older generation, but we... Um, yeah, we feel with the experience we've got, we can maybe speak to that um, that place. Uh, so, yeah, I'm part of the leadership year at the moment with church, and part of my time I'm able to give to adoption and fostering and just kind of considering and exploring what, what that looks like in Cardiff and um, not just with our church, but other churches around the city. I think there's no point in having these mini pockets if we can maybe gather and get a bit of momentum together with other churches of... Um, inspiring churches to get involved and to gather around those who are who are doing it and to raise awareness um, for those who, who maybe God is inviting to do it. So, yeah, we, we made a video in September, October time, which kind of shared a bit of our story, um, which got, got shared around. And on the back of that, we did an event in January um, to raise awareness again and um, the council came along to that so we had the adoption team and the fostering team um, and we had a panel and um, yeah we really sensed the Lord's favour at the moment with the council like uh, it's quite amazing really like two key people um, in the adoption team are Christians um, which is incredible and we had a meeting like just last week and we were having coffee coffee number one and one of them was like so what do you feel God is speaking about whales and adoption or fostering he was like what I'm having this conversation that's insane and you're working for adoption team like wow so it just feels like a, okay we're riding on a bit of stuff here and we don't think we've got all this stuff to bring but yeah it's exciting we've recently partnered with home for good so they came and did an event uh, two weeks ago and tell, just tell us um we were chatting just a few weeks back and you were telling me uh about so when you guys first went into the fostering process i think there were six, 650 children in the care system in cardiff yeah and then within two years it's, it's now 900 yeah so obviously the the need is huge and growing yeah but also give us some hope to tell us the story linked to home for good about southampton uh that we shared the the evening recently yeah so um as a church, they kind of brought to the council um, saying we want to um, we want to pledge to find a home for I can't remember the figure was it a hundred I think it was a hundred or they got a hundred in the end and it blew their expectation but they came to the council and saying this is our you know this is our pledge we want to we want to house this many this many children and um, just the momentum of seeing churches together doing that was incredible but yeah you're right the statistics are you know, you, you, the statistics like Zach hears as well is just care system, um, issues in, with family, brokenness. There's just like a, a rolling with the statistics. And I think what we found is like for Kay coming into our family, when we adopted him, it almost felt like there was like a, a generational like stake in the ground of like, this is it. 
like this is finished, the cycle like is not going to continue. We say no to that cycle of, of stuff going on with family and it keeps rolling and rolling. Yeah, so that, that gets us excited that as a church, even if one family is supporting and gathering around um, a fostered, you know, a, a child who's fostered, if, we're all, if all of our churches around the UK did that, we could like significantly meet a need. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. It's scary, but it's exciting. And it's a story of hope and it's a story of restoration. Yeah. That's what we're so excited about, isn't it? We want to see stories rewritten yeah. one life at a time. But Joey, just tell us from, from your, in terms of Grow Baby, what you've seen. Maybe share one or two stories where you've really seen kind of like restoration and the kingdom of God break out.
this year it was um, uh, important and we did the um, do a documentary with him. She said to him on the way home after the Bergen session, she said, this has been one of the highlights of my career, just being with you guys in Burgundy. And it was just a, a wonderful wonderful thing to witness and be part of. So um, that was just um, phenomenal. You know, that was just um, really wonderful. Um, and we're going to put a story um, about Curtis Matthews. So I was Curtis and Matthews from Liddell. Um, he's trombone. Jerry. Um, just quickly, Zach, we, we need to finish, but just final question to you, and perhaps if there, we, what we're hearing about is individual, you guys as individuals just really stepping out into a sense of calling, something that God's really ordained for you. If there, for people in the room, whether it's in Cardiff or a different place in South Wales or wherever they come from this morning, what would you kind of say in terms of um, what does it feel like when you really sense that kind of connection between being obedient to God and, and stepping into your calling and how, how that feels as you do about that in your in your day-to-day -day life?
That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, guys, please, thank you so much. Thank you. Shall we, um, we stand? We're just going to... Um, we should close in prayer.